16, verse 27. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Spirit of God, we thank you for what you're doing even right now. Father, I thank you that there are no principalities and powers in Birmingham that can stop the message that you place within me. Father, I've created relationships in other places that stimulate me to do what I do. You said every joint supplies. So Father, I call for my supply. I call for wisdom. I call for strength. I call for the anointing. God, because whatever you're under, you're the recipient of what it is. I am under authority, therefore I walk in divine authority to preach and to teach your word that your people may go free and be liberated in every act of obedience that you have called them into. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody shout amen in the atmosphere and then take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, it's good for us to be here. I started ministering on the word on Sunday and because this is very important. And most people, they understand portions of the Bible, but other things in the Bible you learn as you walk with leadership. So grace to take it to the next level. You will not know the grace to take it to the next level unless you have walked close with someone who took it to the next level. So when we start talking about grace to take it to the next level, we're talking about what you're doing now is not where you're going to stay. Even if you're good at what you're doing now, there is better in store. A lot of people quit because they're good at a thing. I never quit. Every single day I engage in another dimension of grace and I'm pressing, the, I'm pressing in to the next thing that God has for me every single day. I am never sitting there and I've come become complacent with that level of operation. Anybody who's around me, they better get ready because I'm going to press into that next place of grace. I can't stop. I won't stop. I'm not designed to stop. I'm going to continue to press into that next level of grace. So this particular level of grace that we're talking about that takes us to places that others can't go. Many people settle for being normal. I was abnormal when I was born and I'm still not normal. So I might as well push the issue. For those of you who've been trying to fit in but never did fit in, go ahead and push it over into another dimension of grace. Because a lot of people said you wouldn't make it, but you've already made it beyond what they said you wouldn't make it. You've already proved them wrong. They're just trying to get you uh, distracted now because they already settled. We can't stop him. Can we distract him? Can we distract her? No, they can't distract you because you're pushing the issue now. You're pushing into that next level of grace. I didn't say dimensions because grace is steps. I elaborated on Acts chapter 1 as they were being filled with the Holy Spirit and they were told not to leave Jerusalem until they were endued with the power from on high because there was something coming that was going to shift them intellectually, strength-wise, 
everything about them was going to shift. Most people think that the Holy Spirit makes you spiritual. Holy Spirit makes you more intellectual, gives you insight about things you wouldn't know. Try it, you may like it. So he gives you the ability to do things on the next level into arenas that you weren't birthed. There was nothing in your uh, upbringing that says you were going to be able to do it. But when you get under that grace, it begins to push you. So when people see you, they're, they're trying to recognize, is that really Steve? Is that really the one that came from Bramford? Well, there is a dispensation of grace that's on my life that went beyond me just getting saved. So, so we, I'm going to walk you through some things. Can I walk you through some things? So you take this guy, Samson, who, who was powerful because of grace. You got to get back into reading your Bible. Because many of you have been bewitched by intellectualism. So if anything natural goes in the negative, you are done. You will not be able to recover. So we have to understand how to work with grace as a born again believer. How do we work with grace? So the, the more the licking, the more we keep on ticking. It, it's grace that does that. So we're working with Samson. And as we're working with Samson, if you know the story, he yielded his obedience to a woman. Delilah. Delilah is still alive. Delilah is still alive. And she has no sexual orientation. She is still alive. Delilah can be a male like you're a male. Delilah can be a woman like you're a woman. But she's still Delilah. And she still wants to take your strength. So she took the strength of Samson. And now he's in a condition. Not only did she take his strength, they took his eyes. They took vision from him. Now he's entertainment. The reason most people are entertainment is because Delilah took their strength and their enemy took their eyes. So he's, he's entertainment now and his adversaries are enjoying him entertaining them. And in the midst of his entertainment, in the midst of the concert, get a visual. In the middle of the concert, he says, oh Lord, just this once more. In the middle of the concert, soon as they took a split and they had the solo, soon as they hit the note, Right in the middle of the entertainment, all of a sudden he said, uh-uh. I remember when I was free. I remember when I was strong. I remember when I had sight. But I lost it. I lost it all. So what I need in the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, I need to tap into grace. I need you to give me something I don't deserve. I need you to pardon me for hanging out with Delilah. I need you to pardon me for laying my head in her lap. Oh, you don't have to have sex. 
laying your head in the lap will take your strength. Because you'll start sharing things you should not share. So I need you to show me some grace because I done what you told me not to do. And I lost my strength, lost my hair, lost my strength and lost my eyes. Oh, Lord, just this one more time. See, some of y'all, y'all think y'all got a whole lot more. No, no. I think I, I feel and sense that some of you are on your last round to fulfill the will of God concerning your life. You think you can play more church gowns? No, you're on the last round. This is the last loop that you're going to be able to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Only arrogant people think they got multiple times. You don't have multiple times because you're not in that type of season. She said, oh Lord God, remember me. I pray, strengthen me. Where does strength come from? Strength comes from grace. Some of you, this may be the last church you come to to fulfill, come through to fulfill your purpose. I am not saying that is the case, but this may be your last round. You could be walking in circles for the rest of your life. You could be entertainment for the rest of your life. Just stay with me here. So he calls on the name of the Lord. He said this once more. I need you to cover the bad decisions I made. I, I, I need you to forget what I've done wrong. The only way you can get past that is through grace. How do you know God gave him grace? Because his strength came back. He may not have gotten his hair, uh, his eyesight back. He may not have gotten his position back. But he did get his strength back. I want you to tell somebody, I'm getting my strength back tonight. Even if you're streaming, tell them, I'm getting my strength back tonight. Through grace, you can obtain your strength again. Through grace, you can get into your assignment again. All of y'all who've been derailed, grace showed up tonight to get you back into the center of your assignment. You don't need to be fighting this message. You don't need to be dropping your head doing this message. You don't need to be looking at other people crazy. You need to get this one tonight. Stay with me. By faith, we have received grace to cover our sins. But now grace is giving us strength for the work of the ministry. Grace originally shows up to forgive and wipe out sin. Then grace takes on another form because what sin does, it weakens us. Now we need to be strong again. Without grace, you can't be strong again. You can't be haunted by your past and do a work that leads to the future. I'm going to say that again. You can't be haunted by your past and do a work that leads into the future. 
By faith, we have received grace to cover our sins. Your brothers and your sisters, I don't care how sanctimonious they look, they were born shaped in iniquity. They were a rascal. They try to look all churchy. No, they weren't always like that. They walk up in here like they belong. No, they weren't always like that. They were a bunch of rascals. I don't want to use any other language on it. Until you realize what you were, you will never come into the knowledge of what you're supposed to be. It should be that raggedy lifestyle that leads you into a disciplined lifestyle. So this faith brought about grace that covered our sins. Sins is weakness. When you can't love people, you're weak. When you can't forgive people, you're weak. That's why we need grace. When people are still acting like a fool and they're 50 and 60 years old, they need grace on their lives. These young people can't afford to see you act like a kid anymore. You need grace on your life. You can't be throwing temper tantrums in front of these kids. It drives them in another way. Be a man. Be a woman. You need grace to be it. Excuse me. I went, went a little bit deep there. Let me back up out of that just a little bit. Work of the ministry is not just in the church. Work of the ministry is evangelism. Work of the ministry is out there in all those different arenas. Winning people, being the light of the world, being the salt of the earth. That is your work of the ministry. If ministry starts when you come on the campus, you have missed your assignment. And you need grace. Proper grace will activate you every day. If all you get activated is on Wednesdays, on Sundays, then that's not grace. That is called religion. So, so, so you have a, all these people running around like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. Perfectly forgiven. That's the only perfect they are. Perfectly forgiven. The Lord covered up all their mess. Every bit of it. It's hard for me to come in here like I belong. Now grace covered me. That's why I'm here. That's why you here. Grace is the ability received by a believer who works with God. You're not going to work with God. You're not going to get any grace. You have to work with God. Grace is given to those who work with God. You take the Apostle Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. At first, he was killing Christians. Thinking that he was right. But one day on the road to Damascus, the Lord showed up and knocked him off of his horse. Humbled him. He lost his sight too. And he has to go too. What he was trying to destroy to get his sight back. Sometimes you got to come down. God got to bring you down so you know you need grace. Now I need an opportunity to know you need grace. 
Because if you get an opportunity and you don't have grace on your life, you're going to destroy a lot of people. Grace is the ability received by a believer who works for God. I don't work for refresh. I work for God. None of my paid staff works for refresh. They work for God. And they better realize grace comes on the work that they do for God, not what they do for refresh. So if, got a, if they got an attitude with refresh, they're missing out on the grace that comes on their life from God. You will never get me to favor a paycheck more than grace. I'm going to say it again. You will never get me the favor of per paycheck more than grace. Because grace gives me favor. Grace puts me in rooms. Grace gives me opportunity. A paycheck keeps me consistent. A paycheck never gives me an opportunity. All it does, it affirms my consistency that I will do that job that I've been given. But what if God has another level for me? So you're going to take a paycheck and miss grace. All right. So believers who work with God instead of trying to get God to work for them. Grace plugs you into the system of the kingdom where you're working with God, which means God is now obligated through grace to you. So if I was about to go off the cliff and I couldn't see, because there was a lot of them that couldn't see, and I couldn't see, God is now responsible for stopping me within inches of the destination of falling off that cliff. That's what grace does. Some of y'all were within meters of going off the edge, but grace showed up tonight. None of my messages are based on what I think about the people. All of my messages are based on the grace that I sense on my life to prepare a message. So I am teaching on grace because some of y'all need it. In fact, all of y'all need it. And if you don't get it, you can forget it. It's not going to happen. I don't care how big your dream is. Because God would never make you pregnant with a dream that it didn't take grace to manifest that thing. Every dream God gives you, that particular dream has to be birthed through grace. You cannot, uh, there ain't no epidurals in here. You got to have grace on you in order to birth that thing that God has. And if you ain't got grace on you, you're not going to have anybody around to help you as a midwife to give birth to what God, God's doing some big stuff only under grace. Characteristics. Grace is seen in two characteristics. First, grace that covers the act of sin. That's the first time you experience grace. So, Samson sinned, so he experienced the first act of grace because he has sinned. He has gone against what he was told not to do. Do not share your secret. He shared his secret. And his disobedience was considered sin. So in order 
to fulfill his assignment, grace has to come on the sin. Don't tighten up on me. Grace has to come on the disobedience. When grace comes on the disobedience, it takes disqualified to qualified. Grace shows up to qualify the disqualified. For all your sisters and brothers that are sitting around like they qualified, the devil is a liar. They're living in hypocrisy. They're living in a lie. Because you cannot, through your own works, qualify. So, one, grace covers the act of sin. Secondly, grace empowers for the fulfillment of the assignment. See, you, this is what you have to understand about God. Some of y'all messed up real bad. Re really bad. Messed up with some with the right people. You messed up with them. So you need, you need grace because God needs this assignment done. I need somebody to deal with these Philistines. Right now he's blind and he's an entertainer. But I still have an assignment. See, you don't understand grace. See, God needs somebody to do what I do. And he knows the only way he's going to be able to get somebody to do what I do. He has to put grace on me. He has to cover up my sins and my weaknesses. Because he has an assignment. The assignment is still there. But is he willing to accept the grace that's needed in order to become a qualified individual to fulfill the assignment? So God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for imperfect people to bring qualifications to fulfill his assignment. It's God's work. It's not your work. It's God's work. So God can take a crippled man and do great things with a crippled man because grace comes on his crippledness. God could not do anything with Jacob. You want to know why? He was a trickster. It was when he started limping and leaning that he had to have grace. Once grace came on him, he's now a prince. Now 12 tribes comes from his loins. A crippled man. That's your problem. You're too strong. You're too strong in your religious rebellion. Once you let up that stuff and say, God, I got a little lean to me. I just need you to take that lean and cover it with grace. Because if you cover it with grace, I can ease over into your assignment for my life. Not a church assignment, not a ministry assignment, but a God-fearing assignment. I started thinking back, you know, I've written four books now and I uh, started thinking back and we were talking to today, myself and my wife, as we were driving. And I said, years ago, I never even thought that I'd be the author of anything, let alone pastor a great church, multiple locations, other leaders ascribing to be under my leadership. I didn't see any of that coming. I'm telling y'all. You need to get yourself together and get under grace. Because you don't see this. You don't see what's coming. You think you see what's coming. You don't see what's coming. But it was when grace 
came on this stuttering guy, this nervous guy, this guy that was afraid of crowds. Now, I love crowds. I love to be in a big audience. I don't like being around just a few people. They try to manipulate the room. When you're in a big room, they can't manipulate the room. They try to figure me out. They ain't figured grace out. How can you figure out the recipient of grace and you don't know what grace works like? You don't know how it works. You would say he's arrogant. I would say grace came on him and turned him from a lamb into a lion. Whenever you see boldness, it is a sign that they're not struggling with the weight of sin. Everybody that I saw in the Bible, when they had sin and there was no grace on them, they became a coward. Adam was the first one. He sinned and he hid himself and he said, I was afraid. I am not afraid. You want to know why? Grace is on my life. If, if there is a current condition of sin, there will be a lesser boldness in my presentation. If my bonus decreases, maybe I got some stuff that's not covered. Somebody say, keep preaching like a lion, keep preaching like a lion. So in, in, in our sector of church, they equate boldness as arrogancy. I equate boldness as grace. Because you couldn't say that unless he was with you. All right. The passion a person exemplifies for God's work is because of the clear understanding of grace he or she has received. The passion a person exemplifies for God's work is because of the clear understanding of grace he or she has received. The more clear your understanding of grace, <laughs> the more it's clear, the more power you're going to operate in. When it is not clear, you're passive. When it is clear, you're powerful. There is a difference. Some of you have been trained by people who don't understand grace. And if you are trained and mentored by someone who doesn't understand grace, you're going to be a powerless believer. I can always tell when people been mentored by a coward because they act just like them. Everything that says they've been around me a long time and they're scared, then they're not mentored by me. They may have been around, but then there ain't no joint supplying anything. And there's a certain lifestyle of grace that they walk in. Meaning, I extend grace to others because I had to receive grace. See, the problem is this. They don't need grace anymore. 
They don't need grace as a leader. And then when they stop utilizing grace, you can't utilize them in a grace flow. Everything about this ministry from inception is a flow of grace. It was a disaster when I took over it. Grace came on me to turn a disaster into a worldwide ministry. That was grace. You, you took an inferior boy, threw him over in the midst of disaster. Accusations against the pastor. All kind of chaos and hurt and pain. So you take this. This boy throws him over into the midst of it. Now I'm in the midst. I got to swim. But I don't know how to swim. But I know grace. The same grace that kept me alive. And kept my mama from aborting me. Because the doctor said you don't need another child. That same grace that brought me through. Her old wound at 41 years old. Birthed me into this life. That same grace. I know stuff wanted to kill me me when I was unaware. Now I am aware, but that same grace, the stuff that wanted to destroy me out there in the world, the people who hated me because they saw who I was and I didn't know who I was, that same grace. See, I didn't get acquainted with grace when you showed up at the church. I got acquainted with grace when I was a little boy. And the devil said, he can't stay here. And the Lord said, I grace him to be here. I know the devil was trying to take me out. But grace came on me, kept me, wrapped his arms around me. I fell in love with grace. But I say is, there's got to be a clear understanding of grace. Let me let me just say this: there's there's a major uh, deficit in the African American church concerning grace. That's why they get arrogant when they start succeeding, because they think now I've done it on my own. Now they can't uphold what they say they're doing on their own. Because it took grace to give you an idea. It took grace to give you a relationship. It took grace for you to get in the room. It took grace to get on your resume. It took grace to get in all that stuff. And now you want to say it was you that done it. And that's what begins to happen. And that's why we got to reteach our people. Because other races, the higher they go, the more humble they become. Because this is a work of grace on my life. So the more anointed I am, that means that is another level of grace on my life. So I cannot increase in the anointing without grace coming on my life. So every time you hear me intellectually communicate the message on a different level, that is another level of grace that came on my life. So when I look at scripture through the eyes of grace, I begin to interpret the word of God through the grace of God. On my life, and I decree it, and that it declared, and people will always be drawn to it. If you don't have grace, you have no drawing factor. Grace is what draws. People will like you that never thought about you when grace is on you. Get grace on your life so you'll know who your haters are. Grace reveals your haters. Grace reveals those true relationships. It does two things. 
Are y'all okay? Let's go just a little bit further. Let's talk about this, this grace thing just a little bit more. There's this scenario that's going on in Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, Jesus is invited to Simon's house. Simon is not the Simon Peter. This is Simon the Pharisee. He is a religious guy. And he invites Jesus to his house. Well, this woman who is a sinner, possibly a prostitute, possibly a woman of the night, hears that Jesus is at the religious guy's house. So she comes to the religious guy. Sometimes people who know they're in sin seek Jesus more than people who think they know Jesus. He, Simon invites him, but never shows appreciation for him. See, most of y'all want to be appreciated by religion. Religion does not know how to appreciate you. But this woman, who is now categorized as a sinner by the religious man. Read the story. I'm just going to read one portion of scripture, but I got to tell you the story. So this woman comes up, and she's weeping, and she's using her tears to wash Jesus' feet. She's using her hair to also wash his feet. She has an alabaster box of ointment that she's using all she had. And in the mind of the religious person, the religious person says, does he know the type of woman who's touching him? Religious people are always thinking when Jesus is in the midst. They ain't listening, they thinking. Jesus perceives his thoughts. And when Jesus perceives his thoughts, Jesus addresses his thoughts. When he addresses his thoughts, he says, Simon, I came into your house. You didn't give me water for my feet. You didn't do anything to show appreciation and you invited me to your house. Religion will always ask for revival that they don't have the grace on their lives to handle. They will always ask for the anointing and do not know how to honor the anointing when it shows up. So he invites Jesus. Jesus is sitting there in his house and this sinner woman is doing what the religious man didn't know how to do. Let me help y'all. To understand grace or to understand honor, you have to understand grace. People want to hang out with me. I will never take people into an arena where it demands honor and they don't have grace on their lives to honor people. He was religious but did not have the ability to honor. So he brings Jesus in his life. He said, well, I honor this person. No, you don't know honor. Because if Jesus is in the house, you should honor him. You should not be disrespectful to him. When his word is being preached, you should be respectful. Regardless of who's preaching the word, you should not drop your head when it ain't no note should be taken. That is dishonor. So she's reli he's religious and he doesn't know how to honor. He's sitting there in the house and he's thinking in his mind, does he not know? So he's thinking, I am more uh, educated, I have more knowledge, I have more wisdom than Jesus. 
Whenever they start questioning you and they're supposed to be un under you, they have crossed over. So he's sitting there with his rebellious mind, having an entire conversation in his head while Jesus is sitting in his house. Because he has no grace on his life to grab his thoughts and bring his thoughts together. And tell his thoughts, cast them down, imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He has no ability to do that and now he wants to confront the devil. You are the devil. Luke 7 verse 41, therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, but she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Whenever you see a lack of honor and appreciation, they think what they've done was not that bad. Here it is. Simon. Pharisee. A religious leader. Don't know how to entertain. The son of God. Here's a woman. Who is a sinner. Who is weak in her lifestyle. Confused in her mind. But one thing she knew, if there's anything that I'm going to hold on to, if there's anything I'm going to fully invest in, it's going to be Jesus today. Anytime you know Jesus is showing up, you better pull off your religious cloak and make a full investment. This woman took her alabaster oil. She didn't halfway worship. She didn't halfway praise. She didn't halfway give. She took a year's wages and she poured it on him. Because when grace is on you, you have knowledge about things other people don't have knowledge about. Grace opens up your eyes. Grace causes you to see what others can't see. You wonder why they don't see who I am. Because their eyes are closed and they don't have grace on their lives. You're telling me a sinner woman has more grace on her life to see than a religious individual? Absolutely. He's religious and showed no appreciation for the anointing that was in his house that he invited. I have been, I have been invited to churches, Joshua, Joshua, that invited me to come preach and rejected me while I was in the house. Why in the world are you going to invite me and the anointing in your house and reject me? So I took my anointing and left out the house where they wouldn't benefit from anything that I said. Because the Bible said, if they don't receive you, go out in the street, shake the dust off your feet, go on to your next place. And some of y'all need to get a revelation. We're just shaking that stuff off and we're going on to the next destination because there's so much grace on us. But where are we going? So if you realize... How much you have been forgiven. You can't be dignified praising God. If you understand how much grace was needed to cover that. 
you can't get up on yourself like that. Whenever I see you acting dignified and I know a little bit of your pain and your suffering from your past that don't match the grace that God gave you and now you all of a sudden you can't, you're on the other side of town now and you want to act like the other side of town but you ain't always been on that side of town and you got to worship God like you came from the other side of town. And if you don't worship God like you came from the other side of town, it is an announcement in your life that you have become a Simon and you're just as religious as those who crucified Jesus. I am sorry. I can't have a sophisticated church because everybody I draw and me needs grace. So if you want to be a dignified phony, you're going to have to find somewhere else to go. We just reel up in here. We know we've been forgiven. We know grace covered our sin. We know and what grace wants to take us, we got to stay under grace to arrive at our destination. We didn't pay the building off because we had a lot of money. We paid the building off because we had a lot of grace. Everything we have done for 25 years has been under grace. We're not going to believe in your gift. We're not going to believe in your talent. We believe in the grace of God. He said, you're going to use us? You're going to use Apostle Davis? Or you just break it down. You're going to use Stephen A. Davis? With idle title, I'm just as powerful with all types of titles, apostle, bishop, pastor, uh, uh, my doctorate, it don't matter. Stephen A. Davis is just as powerful through grace than any title that can be put on his name. The reason I love Bishop Drake so much, he's around billionaires. He's around some of the highest levels of leaders in the entire world. But when you go into his church service, he, he has not forgotten the grace that brought him from that storefront. He has not forgotten the grace that came in when his lights were off and he didn't have the food to feed his children and all the stuff and fired from jobs. See, you forgot what grace done for you. But those of us who are going to great places, we can't forget the grace that showed up when we were little old, little old, little old, little old us. So the reason I serve like I serve and I'm committed every day is because grace came on my life. And it's not that God owes me, I owe him. So anytime there's a worship service, I'm going to figure out a way to go give my worship because I owe him. You want to know why the woman gave so much? Because she said all the stuff I've done, I owe the Lord. <laughs> See, some of y'all sitting out there like you don't owe the Lord anything. You owe him everything. You owe him everything. You owe him everything. You can sit there like you know something if you want to. You know him everything. Every level of praise and worship. Every time the door is open. Every awakening moment. You owe him everything. 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 Last point, and we out of here. The 
Grace helps us to do more with this phase of our lives than previously. Grace helps us to do more with this phase. When you crossed over into 2023, you crossed over into another phase. 2023 is unlike any time that the body of Christ has ever experienced. We needed a pandemic to prepare us for 2023. And because the pandemic has prepared many of us, we saw our weakness and we asked God to make us strong. All the pandemic done was showed us every area of weakness. And because now we know weakness, we can depend on grace. But if you don't know weakness, you will not depend on grace. So the next phase will be like the first phase. I'm going to tell you right now, I and this ministry are nothing like what we were in 2022. Because we moved over into the next phase of grace. I can see it in everything that we do. I can tell by the the way my mind thinks. Because I couldn't have thought like that. See, I'm supposed to think like my mom and my daddy. But I think like the one who created me. I think like the one that sent me in this earth. I think like the one who protects me. Because grace is on me. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But I'm catching up with his ways. Through grace, I'm catching up with his thoughts. I know I don't fit religious folks. I don't mean to. And don't intend to because you don't think like God that's why you're trying to kill God that's why you're trying to tear up the church that's why you're trying to criticize the anointing because you don't think like God but if you don't like God and the only way you can think like God is the grace of God rest on your life and then you'll stop complaining and then you'll stop criticizing and then you'll start promoting you ain't nothing until grace comes on your life we'll fill this sinners until great comes on us all of you who know your righteousness is as filthy rags but grace dropped on you tonight I need you to light this atmosphere up you can be cute if you want to but you don't have long-term success until you have grace on your life. Find your good fired up person, slap them a high five, tell them grace is on me. They're not gonna be able to stop you. They can't even outthink you. They can't outplan you. They can't outstrategize you. When grace comes on your life, you become a strategist, baby. You're a strategist because grace is on your life. You overcome every ambush, every plan and strategy of the adversary. When grace comes on your life, How do you get from point A to point B? There's a strategy dropping on your life because of the grace of the Lord. Grace, 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 grace. 
you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.